Oh yeah. How does that fit in to a cohesive, larger vision? We will always have enough cash yeah. around. Strictly business. Business. It's just business. Hello, finance leaders, and welcome to CFO Year, your new favorite finance podcast. I'm Patrick, and I get to speak with experts in building better businesses from the finance function out. In this episode, we're bringing you audio from a live CFO Connect AMA. Elodie Hajidakis is CFO at Habitio, a French prop tech company that builds digital 3D real estate models. This lets potential buyers take a virtual tour of a property and even change layouts and materials to see what they would look like. Before Habitio, Elodie was CFO at 360 Learning for three years and has held roles at EY, Arthur D. Little, and Deloitte. In this AMA, CFO Connect members had the chance to ask Elodie anything they liked. So to find out what was discussed, you'll just have to keep listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Spendesk, the all-in-one spending solution that puts finance teams in control with 100% visibility into companies' spend. And by CFO Connect, a global community for finance leaders. Join us at cfoconnect.eu and you can email podcast at cfoconnect.eu with any questions or feedback. Hi everyone, I'm so glad to be here and to talk to you. Well, I'm Elodie, I'm 32 years old and uh, as you, you may have noticed, my, my name is a little bit weird, it's because I'm Greek. <laughs> I'm French and Greek. Um, I've been a CFO for six years now. Um, I went to different companies and uh, still startups. Uh, before before Abitail, which I am now, I was also a Swiss learning. So now I'm, I'm in, in the prop tech industry. And before that, I was in the ed tech industry. Um, so the first one about property. The second one is about education. Um, what else? Um, on the more personal point of view, I'm pregnant, so I'm expecting a child in a few months. Um, so uh, I'm living on maternity leave in a few months. So if you have any questions about that as well, feel free to ask me because there's so many things to be organized about in this situation. So I can answer, also answer about this. And uh, what else? Uh, well, um, on a very personal point of view, I do love escape games. So I'm really frustrating right now. <laughs> Well, I, I reassure you, I prefer to, you know, restaurants to be open and bars to be open, but I, I do a lot of escape games. The That's for me. <laughs> virt virtual escape games just don't quite live up to the same standard. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Have you tried any of the virtual escape games? I've tried, but it's not that fun. No. Mm, no. no, no. Mm. It's a bit like... Uh, Carmen San Diego. I don't know if anybody played that game as a kid, but you just click on everything until something works. And then yeah, exactly. It's not really much strategy. No, no, no. no. You don't have to touch things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> have you always been a finance person? Actually, yes. I've always been actually a math person. And when I was later in high school, I really loved all, everything about economy. Um, but um, I, actually, I was always attracted to math. And when I went to college, it was really obvious to, to go to something that was, that was related actually to, fi to figures. But when I was actually in college, I had to choose before two kinds of finance. You have market finance and you have corporate finance as well. So I did both. So I did so many courses in those both areas. But marketing finance was actually quite too much theoretical for me. So corporate finance just appears to be a, to be a perfect match. So yes, I am a finance person <laughs> since the beginning. And uh, you started off in consulting roles with Deloitte and EY and Arthur D. Little. Do you think that consulting is a good background for, for CFOs? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I do. I, do. I really do because I think that consulting really gives you the, um, the opportunity to work on several projects, on several companies, with several people. And you really, it gives you the flexibility you need when you when you are a CFO. I had the chance to to experience different kind of consulting. The first one strategy. Well strategy I was uh, I was an intern but 
still <laughs> one kind of consulting. And after that, in audit in Estonian, but also in transaction services in Deloitte and EY. So I each, each kind of, of consulting gives you so much, really gives you so much. When, um, when I was in audit, for example, um, I, well, to, to, to be fair, I wasn't really supposed to be in audits at the beginning because uh, um, when I began to work, it was really a difficult time for finance people because, you know, it was after the 2008 crisis. It mm -hmm. was quite difficult to find some job in transaction services in uh, in banks or or whatever. So when I I, um, I did some interview in Ernst Young, they just asked me if I wanted to go to audits. And um, I was a bit reluctant at the beginning because it was not really my path, but I tried. And actually, I'm so glad I did it. I'm very grateful because in audit, what you learn is really about organization and also the ability to really uh, dig into, into the dirt, <laughs> you know, of accounting and really understand the mechanism behind it. In transaction services, it's really different. It's more about an analytical point of view and also the ability to deal with pressure and deadlines. You know, it's mm. very demanding. And to finish with strategy, I, I don't, I cannot really talk a bit uh, um, really more about strategy because I was just an intern. But what was really interesting is that you, you, um, you, have, you have the chance to work on so many subjects. And being able to handle any subject and having a met methodology to solve a problem. So the consulting really gives you a methodology for organization, etc. And mm -hmm. I think it really gave me, gave me so much. And nowadays I'm using it when I have, um, you know, a trouble with a problem in every area of my scope, actually. So, yes, I think it's, I don't think it's necessary, but it really helped me. And then what caused you to move from that sort of industry or area into startups? Um, I was a bit exhausted, I think, at the end, not because really about the pressure and the deadline, but because, and it's my opinion, of course, it's my opinion, because I know so many people that stay in consulting and love it, but I, I thought it was a bit recurring, you know, um, you when you have an audit, you have one kind of, of um, report to give when you were in transaction services, you have due diligences, of course, it's different company, etc. But I thought it was, uh, you know, it was a bit repetitive. Mm. And I was, I was, uh, I was a bit not bored because you have so many, so much things to do. But I wanted to do something else. And um, actually, I, um, I, I was really afraid to go somewhere where I can get bored because um because actually my consulting years were, were really exciting so at the first i was trying to go to p firms or m a in corporate but I, I had really the feeling that my day-to-day -day would be the same hmm. so um i saw a job offer actually in the famous headhunter website and it was about a cfo role uh, in uh, in a small company, thirty. It, I think it was thirty people, forty people at the time, and um, and I remember they said four years of experience, and I was like, okay, let's try. It. So um, I think I was I was I had three years of experience at this time. So I say, yeah, why not? At least I tried, and if they say no, they say no. And um, actually, when I, I um, you know I. I I tried for this job. I had like butterflies in my stomach, and I had really the feeling that it was it would it was for me because I had the chance not you know to create something because it was a, a first time it was first time CFO in a, in a company, and I, I felt really I won't be bored. I won't be bored. Mm -hmm. I will learn so many things, and it was really exciting learning. <laughs> so um, so yeah, that's why I started. That's where I started. And you were there for for three years, is that right? Three year and a half, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And now you're at Abitio. Why? Maybe yes. also you could give us a bit more of an introduction. You said prop tech, it's property tech, but what, are, exactly. what exactly are we talking about? Um, so Abitio is a as a platform uh, dedicated to property developers developers in the real uh, in the new real estate markets, and what we do is really automating new real estate's business process. 
thanks to um, a proprietary modeling technology. Mm -hmm. in, uh, in simple words, <laughs> what we do is really marketing tools for the future buyers to be able to project themselves into uh, buying, um, into living, into working somewhere through, through 3D. And uh, we, uh, we have industrialized this project. We have industrialized the 3D production and we help our customers to reduce production costs. And uh, the business model of Abiteo is, um, is quite weird, actually, because it's, uh, it's between the SaaS, the mm. SaaS model, and between the industry model, because you have an image production. So it's really fascinating for, for a CFO, because the, you have those two, uh, um, two, two sides of finance. Because, for example, in 360 Learning, it was SaaS business, which is really interesting, because it's quite simple for, for finance. But when you have, when you add the production point of view, it's really, really interesting. I like it. Well, yeah, I, just because I've clearly misunderstood something, what exactly is being produced? The, the 3D image. Right, okay. So it's like a, a model that you can put on a table and look at. Uh, yeah, you don't put it on the table, you put yeah. it on your screen, but okay. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we click around, we navigate. It's another escape. You can do another uh, yeah, virtual escape. Yeah, exactly. Room. Everything okay. is linked. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And just uh, regarding the customers, particularly I'm thinking of the SaaS angle, you said it's mainly for developers. So obviously we're talking about recurring customers who use it exactly. on, on every project. And okay. Exactly. It makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. What attracted you to this role? Um, well, I was a time in my career where, well, I I wanted to to do to do more that to have more than a CFO role. I mean, um, after being convinced by the vision of the company and finding a real partner in my CEO, mm -hmm. um, I I really wanted to mature. And uh, I, I had the feeling that I, I needed to, to, to leave, to, to, to leave, to see something else, to be able to do so, because 360 Learning was my first experience. And actually, I wasn't really looking for a job, but I was contacted. And I was, uh, I think I, at this time, I've met two or three CEOs, but just, you know, to, to get information. And I met Jan, who is um, the CEO of, um, of Abiteo. And um, it was a match. I don't know how to say that, but we... We share the same values. We have the same visions, the same vision about how to, to handle the company. For example, uh, fundraising are great. Fundraising are needed, not needed, but we have to keep focused and to have the goal that um, financial stability is as well important as, 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 uh, as growth, actually. And you have to you have this balance between those two. And... Um, I don't know. Um, I like her. <laughs> I like the scope, uh, the scope she was offering me. Um, it was not that different from the, the, the one I had in interest learning, but it was a bit wider uh, because I had also uh, the strategy point, point of view and uh, the legal point of view, uh, the IT point of view, etc. So um, my scope was, um, was wider and um, I thought really it was um, the great, perfect opportunity for me at the right time and I do not regret it. <laughs> well, happy to hear that. What does the finance team look like? Um, if you're talking about my team, it's not about it's not only finance because, uh, as as I said, my mm. my scope is a bit is a bit larger. Uh, now we, we in finance we only we only have one FPNA. Um, I can talk really about it, but we are we have having also fundraising, but I can talk about it. Um, so sooner it will be it must be uh, it must be a bit bigger. Mm -hmm. I have also uh, one accountant right now and one internship, so two accountants. Uh, human resources. I have one responsible, um, and uh, we are soon going to get an internship and one IT guy. So we are six seven today. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of my team. We, we have accomplished so much in two years. <laughs> well, we can't talk about any future fundraising. No. But, <laughs> but you have done plenty of fundraising in the past, and so maybe that's a good place to, uh, to start or to keep to continue the conversation. You, you said fundraising is necessary. Do you like it? No. <laughs> 
sorry, I'm very honest. No, no, no. And every CFO that says otherwise in my position is a liar, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a bunch of CFOs uh, watching here, so I'd be interested. Please feel free to respond to that. What What do you not like about it? I'm sure I can guess, but but in your case, what specifically? Well, I'm kidding. It's not, it's not hell. Um, I'm kidding, but not that much. Well, actually... I know what I'm talking about because I've made like four, four, uh, four fundraising as a CFO, and um, I've lost counts in transaction services. I've made so many due diligence. So I, um, I really know what I'm talking about. Fundraising is very demanding. It's uh, sometimes frustrating and uh, it's a stressful time. But that's that's okay. But what's really hard is really to 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 lead the side projects next mm. to your actual job in the company because you have to make everything um, goes round um, and you have to work on this on this side project and uh, the ratio you know time spent down sheet received is not so high it's very low so mm. you, you you spend so many times on, on this but actually I'm I'm also kidding because it's I think I think it's a must for 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 a CFO of a startup of course and not not a, uh, other companies to to experience that kind of thing it's really nice to meet other people and uh, to, to have the chance to pitch a company well actually you have two kinds to kind of um, of way for this uh, two ways of uh, actually for this year for to to handle um, uh, to handle um, fundraising. You have some CFO that only um, only appear at the end of the process. Mm. I mean, at the end and only I say only, but it's a lot actually. Yeah? Um, at the at the second rendezvous. Uh, when you, you explain the business plan and then you do the due diligences, etc. It's a huge part and the legal part. Mm. And you have also, it depends on how you, 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 you've you seen actually the fundraising with your CEO, but you can also uh, be part of the pitch for the first rendezvous. And uh, this is actually also demanding, but it's actually the, the fun part as well. It's to be able to pitch the company side by side with your CEO and to give them the financial point of view and to mm. give them the strategic point of view. And the two, um, those two points of view are, are, really, are really interesting together. So, um, so when I say I don't like it, I'm 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 kidding. It's uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's really interesting, but. You, you have to, to have in mind that it is demanding, it is frustrating, and to get, it, it demands you so much time. And then you said as well that you sort of agreed with the CEO that you're going to be, a, you, you're at least right now quite focused on sustainability, um, mm -hmm. financial sustainability. Where is that perspective coming from? Um, maybe because I... Um, it's coming from I don't know. I think as as a CFO, you 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 want to have money. <laughs> yeah. It's it's basic. Um, that's um, it's more about experience as well. Um, when you, you you do a fundraising after another fundraising, etc. etc. You you have this this feeling that uh, the the growth is going out of hand. Mm. I don't know to how to how to tell that and um, and you. You, you have the feeling that it can stop at any time, you see? And the, I understand this, uh, this, this um, you know, this run for growth, but I, I, um, I also have, I, I'm also some, somebody very um, uh, at low risk, you know? Mm. I don't like, I'm, I like risk, but not too much. <laughs> I'm very balanced. Though. Mm. So um, I need the stability to be able to, to, to grow actually, you have to grow, but in a stable way. So this really this balance, which is which is very difficult to find. It's very difficult to find to have good figures, but to be able to um, uh, to, to, to 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 show that you want to uh, to be independent. But it's so it's so important for me just to to be able for the uh, the company to be able to be independent independent uh, mm. from a money point of view. I think it's uh, it's. it's 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 so important, and I think there's probably something really satisfying about being an efficient, well-run company, right? Where you of can, course you can actually say, well, look, the business model makes sense because 
here are the numbers and and you know if we don't have another dollar or euro of investment we're, we're good we're a great business yes yes it is well actually it's not for, for startups it's very complicated so it's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a dream coming true i hope for for many of you who are, who are listening but uh but yes this is um, yeah. this is fulfilling yes mm. think you have company cash under control you may have a process to pay people back but company spending is so much more than expense claims Spendesk gives you one system to replace your old-fashioned company cards, track online payments easily, and process supplier invoices faster than ever. Whether you're a growing startup or you've been doing this for decades, it's never too late to upgrade. Graduate from basic expenses to spend management today. Try Spendesk. I, we also like to talk a lot about the concept of finance as a partner and, and a part of a wider business. Mm-hmm. Outside of your team, what do other teams and other employees need from you? Um, um, many things. <laughs> My, uh, maybe the analytical vision you can have as uh, the CFO, um, the ability to apprehend the new markets, new products, etc., mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to to put a cost on it, to put uh, to put a price on it, um, and uh, not only new markets but also new opportunities in general. And uh, this ability, I think, to have financial uh, to have a financial overview. Um, nowadays, I'm trying to to transform the company. Actually, the companies <laughs> I am working for um, to, to be a KPA-oriented companies. Um, so, um, and I'm really I'm really glad to see the acceptance of it. Mm. It's really amazing. It's really amazing because you, you you can see and you can create a need in other teams thanks to those KPI, because the, if you educate them well, if you communicate well, um, it's, it can be really a tool for them to, uh, to monitor the, the team and they really see the, uh, the, 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 um, the importance of it. And it creates a need, so that, that's, really, that's, really, uh, that's really nice. And also, that, that's for the other teams, but for my CEO, for example, when you, you really work as a partner with uh, your CEO, you're, you're here also to, to, to challenge his or her strategy, and, um, and you need the right figures to do so. Mm. And, uh, and I will finish with, uh, especially in those dark times <laughs> and in startups, which uh, lives are very... Uh, eventful, I would yeah. say, um, the ability to find solutions and to handle stressful situation. Uh, it's, uh, it's really, it's key actually to a company survival. Well, very quickly, we have a great question from Pierre, but I, just since you mentioned crisis and tough times, how have the last how has the last year or so been for BTO and, and for, I, I mean, because you're, you're also in charge of HR and legal and all those kinds of aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, was How it was an interesting here? year? <laughs> it was actually, it was, it was harsh, but it was, uh, it was really interesting. I've learned so much this year. Um, uh, yes, we had we had uh, actually the COVID like every 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 companies, mm-hmm. but we had also um, the uh, the election. You know that was postponed for six months, and actually it's um, it also um, it has also impacted a bit our business because um, uh, um, I don't have the word in English. Uh, Mary, the, um, oh, the the mayor, the the, local, the mayor, yes, yeah, of course, the mayor, the mayor is our American mayor. would say, yeah. yes, the mayor, um, the man give the permits, you know, for construction. Right. So okay. if you change the mayor, they stop the permits, etc. So we had those two effects during uh, during the year. Um, it was more about um, dealing with crisis with. Um, um, the, the first, the first confinement was more about dealing with uh, the shareholders and um, and just reassuring them that we're, we're safe. We have put so many processes in place to reassure them. Um, you so many, so many business plans. <laughs> yeah. 
so many business plans during, during this year, yeah. but just to, 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 you know, to handle every situation possible. And uh, from an, a human resources point of view, we also may uh, you, we also put in place partial employments. Uh, we have asked uh, uh, many many help from the government, from mm. the administration. Uh, so um, we've learned so much. We've learned so much during this year, and um, I hope it's really behind us now. <laughs> well, that's a whole that's a, a really interesting field that I've heard from other CFOs is is this idea that all of a sudden you know, thanks or no thanks to COVID, you have to become a real expert in um, regulations, you know, and, and government, yeah. new government rules that the government is actually just making up as, you know, trying to help, but making up as they go along as well. And, and so that that's such a big part of just surviving. Yes, exactly. I've spent so many times just reading, <laughs> just reading, and um, I was actually very well accompanied by, by our lawyers, um, they they did a great work, uh, did a great work there. But you you had to to um, um, you know yes you have to 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 uh, to to, uh, to dig uh, to dig into the press and to see what was right, what was wrong, what mm. was the false information, and especially during the first confinement because uh, it was. Whew, for everyone yeah. um but after that it was more organized so it was easier but yes we we began experts <laughs> well on that uh we have a question from sharon which is do you have a legal and security person on staff and how do you keep up with privacy and security regulations around the world so maybe let's start with legal um you, you are in charge of legal is that you have a person in the team a lawyer no, no lawyer external mm. lawyers Yes. Okay. And then I guess the question around privacy and security, maybe we're thinking mostly around for us in Europe, GDPR. Um, how do you keep up with, you know, with the rules around that, around privacy, I suppose, and, and security? Um, nowadays, it's more uh, in our company, it's more a product matter. So mm. I'm not really in charge of the RGPD. Okay. GRPD, sorry, in English. Uh, so I cannot answer your questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, well, I mean, that's sort of the answer, isn't it? That from the, at least from the platform perspective, it's a product issue. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're, I suppose, dealing with contracts and the things that you just yes, mentioned. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm also, um, as we're dealing with um, recruitments and mm. um, and CV and cover letters, we have to to put uh, certain process in place. Uh, for example, um, erasing erasing all the CVs we we can have received in the I think three years mm -hmm. uh, after we receive them. That kind of thing. But in my area in my area except from human resources and IT as well when you have uh, when you, you have some uh, some rules you have to respect um, it's it's really in Abiteo it's more it's more the product matter than um, than an administrative matter cool okay uh, and while we're talking about team structure and and you know skills and who you have involved in the team we have a couple of questions about basically building a finance team from scratch and what your your structural strategy is which roles do you want to add when do you decide when how do you decide when to add them um do you did, have you approached it the same way at abito as you did at 360 learning it was not it was not the same because 360 learning was really a first um a creation job creation but at abito i had already a team um, how do you a team and I work with more so it's not it's not the same but as as Rishiksi learning um, the first uh, the first things uh, the first thing was to to hire an office manager at the beginning so the office manager um, allows you to um, actually uh, she, she was working on many subjects a bit mm. of accounting a bit of his management and she was helping me out so at the beginning it was really about <laughs> applying actually um, my consulting abilities and just to do an audit of what was needed what was needed and um, we were working really together like this and um, i was really um just uh, seeing if we needed more time on a specific subject and at the beginning it was really about putting in place processes it was more about human resources processes mm. and uh, the, the second step 
was about accounting. So when I, um, I, I've recruited some new people um, in, um, in the 360 learning, it was uh, the first, uh, the first was the office manager who became a human resources, then finance, and then accounting. Why? Because I needed sometimes, um, I was doing all the finance, so I, would, I needed sometimes, you know, to take a step back. So I need someone in finance and accounting because accounting was externalized at this time and I was trying to internalize it. So we put an, uh, some, somebody in accounting to try to internalize this. Mm. So that was, that was actually my test, but really depends on how, how the company is structured structured from the beginning but um, my priority was one to reassure um, to, to reassure the, the shareholders to so to, to put all the reporting square <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and the second the second things was uh, put in place processes that helped me um, that helped me uh, you know um, uh, win time win time actually and uh, and win time for me, but also for, for for the teams. I think a lot of it depends as well um, on the the business model, right? Because it uh, I, in your case, we were talking about we're talking mainly about SaaS, and as you said, it's not particularly complex from the finance side. So for that mm-hmm. reason, you can focus on HR, office management, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We've spoken the, the, with other with other CFOs who have had much more sort of B two C models, where they're talking about mm. a lot of small transactions, and actually just the ability to book those transactions mm. quickly yes. is the most important thing, and that's the biggest hurdle. So the first thing that they have to get is a, an accountant or a controller or someone who can handle those transactions. But if you see that the methodology is the same, it just one secure the the finance parts, the reporting parts, to be sure that everything is uh, is okay, and then go to the pro- uh, to the, the human resources. But the first part for me was was actually, and you're right, quite easy um, mm. because I had all uh, the. Um, uh, the right methodology, the finance methodology, thanks to my consulting years. So I just had to put everything in the right template and uh, and present present it. Mm. So it was easier. But I, I can understand that uh, some CFO will need uh, will need to to structure the finance team before a human resource team. So I can get it. Great. All right, uh, we're going to change topic a little bit here, and we have a question from Pierre, which is. What's on your reading list to become a better, either a finance professional or a better business partner for your startup? Um, well, when, at the beginning, Spendesk did not exist at this time. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I bought a book. I don't know if I have it here, but I bought a book. It was How to Become a CFO in 30 Days, something like that. Right. <laughs> I bought it in the bookshop. It was actually, I, I divorced it because, <laughs> because I really, I was, I, you know, it was my first job as a CFO. I didn't have any friends CFO or anything. So uh, I read this book, but it's not, it's not that interesting. So don't, don't read it. Um, <laughs> but what um, my, my readings, I actually, um, I have some newsletter that was really in, in, interesting. Uh, so I have Madiness, uh, VC Insiders as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I receive uh, many newsletters from uh, my lawyers, uh, but you can actually just subscribe on um, on some um, newsletter coming from uh, different kind of lawyers, corporate lawyers, um, um, human resources lawyers, etc. So it gives you um, a new, new laws that are coming out. Um, what else? I think I bought a book as well. Uh, the, the title was Objective Cash. Okay. <laughs> I read it as well. It, it um, left a mark, clearly. It... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, when you, have, you don't have anything else, you just read books on uh, the bookshelf. That's yeah. it. Um, but actually, actually, that's it. And uh, I also talk a lot, <laughs> actually, uh, with uh, my sister. Actually, she's, um, she works in finance as well. She's an FPA manager, mm-hmm. so in a big firm. So I had the chance to talk to her. And and um, and um, and that's it, I think. And I, uh, I yes, I 
I go go to spend desk and that kind of thing to find uh, to find information. And I do, I'm doing some publicity for you. Absolutely, and CFO <laughs> Connect, of course. You come to every AMA. <laughs> if you're enjoying this conversation, then you've got to check out CFO Connect, the global community for modern finance leaders, like the ones on this podcast. We host monthly events and workshops, have a private Slack group for CFOs, and a one-on-one member matching program. CFO Connect membership is free, but reserved for experienced finance leaders. So if that's you, head over to cfoconnect.eu and apply to join us. When do you think is the right moment for a startup to bring accounting and bookkeeping in-house? Um, I think uh, it's not the first step to internalize uh, because you have so many processes to put in place before that. So the finance, human resources, etc. Well, it depends on the scope, of, of course. If you're in finance, it's, it depends. But I think that the first step is really to, to be able to report to report so the um, the external point of view is really important especially if you have recurring boards um, so uh, th- this aspect is really an- important to take a step back and understand your figures and after that ex- it, it is important to externalize when you realize that you don't have the data um, uh, you don't have this data soon enough Mm. And you need it in other ways. You need it, uh, etc. And the, the the data that are giving um, that that I give to you by your external um, accounting is is not is not enough. Mm. Uh, so it's really a second step for me. Uh, I know it's uh, really fulfilling to see that you you have internalized your accounting, and uh, I know it's the CFO goal. Um, but uh, sometimes you really have to, you know, see the the different priority, especially if you don't have a huge team or or anything. Um, I think it's um, it's really a second time. But as you as you said, it it kind of it also comes back to how important the, the same thing that we said just before. How important the accounting data is. I mean, it's always important, but how strategic accounting data is for your business. So for some businesses, there's just like it's important that the books are kept well and that there are no errors. But you're not really relying on the bookkeeping to make a lot of decisions. So it's okay if they're, or, or maybe you disagree. Oh, I, I disagree. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, no, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell I, me why I, I'm wrong. I think that the figures are, you know, it's a, it's the basic actually of, uh, of a, you can run a, a company without good figures and mm. um, uh, good good data. So um, no, no, I think it's uh, it's actually useful for 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 for, um, for for every company. But what I'm saying here is just um, prioritize the others than you. Um, I mean, the external. When I see when I say the external reporting is for your shareholders, but it's also for the rest of the company. See what you can do now. See what you can you can give the others to to start working on it. Mm. And then the accounting part is just on you. It's just on your shoulders. So it's it's something you can do when you have more time. That's what I'm saying. But about the figures, about the data, the analytics, uh, of course, it's important for every company. Even if even if you have a finance model, which is which is quite simple, actually, you Mm. need it. You need it to to rule your company. Right, right, right. Makes sense. Um, Another nice question. What does a typical day look like for a CFO? Oh, no one, <laughs> no one is like the other. Um, um, it really depends on uh, what, you know, uh, it's not right time level, but uh, what uh, uh, maturity you, you have um, in, uh, in your company, in the maturity of your, your team. Uh, but at the beginning, when I was really learning and I, I began, it was really about uh, putting process in place and some, and some process, recurring process. Um, when you, 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 your team is, is getting stronger, you have more people, it's more about validation and, um, and dealing with the exceptional. 
So the, the first part, you, I can tell you the morning I was looking at blah, 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 et cetera. But right now I can tell you what I will do the next day. That the only thing that I do on a regular basis, basis it's um, the boards, uh, the all ends meeting, uh, the KPI meeting, the manager, the um, call, um, how to say that, the manager renew, reunion, mm-hmm. um, and and that kind of thing. That those are uh, are regular actually, but the rest of the day is really about um, um, managing your team. When you have a big team, you spend so many times managing it, not like uh, telling what which one should do, but more helping them. Um, trying to, to, to give them good duties, etc. Um, and uh, and uh, more about um, you know finding uh, new new ways of uh, I don't know financing, uh, new helping other team on new opportunity, etc. etc. So it really depends on the life in the company. Excellent. Okay, another nice question from Rainia. Uh, hi, Elodie. What finance tools tech? do you currently use any specific tools that have significantly helped you and your team deliver value um um yes i i actually <laughs> you you won't like this answer but <laughs> i actually use a, a lot of my crm Mm-hmm. And uh, we have automated so many things on uh, the CRM, on the um, on BI, and uh, on Excel. <laughs> Sorry, and um, but it's quite a useful tool. <laughs> so um, in finance, but only in finance, yes, it's it's really about um, it, uh, well, actually, we have financial force and um, Salesforce and financial force, right. and they, you have so many possibilities with those two um, with those two software. So we are trying really to to use them at the best. You have so many add-ons. You have so many things you can do. Like for example, right now we are working on uh, an automated reporting. So you just have to click on a button, and uh, you have a PDF for reporting PDF. You can send mm-hmm. to your shareholders. So that's that, that's great. But yeah, the dream. <laughs> but when you, you have to dig, you have really to dig. So that's yeah. what, what we're doing. Yeah, we are doing right now. And we have automated so many things to have the KPIs, to have um, also um, uh, slides that are that are really that are related, you know, to um, to the your Excel sheet. And you just have to click on a button to to update them, that kind of thing. All that tools, that Google tools actually, and uh, Salesforce tool that help you and uh, the different team to, uh, uh, to, to, to monitor the KPI. Fabulous. Um, oh, we have a question about Louisa on a more personal note. Um, congratulations on your pregnancy. And, um, Thanks. and she's wondering how, how you're sort of structuring the, you know, your, your maternity leave, given how important the role of CFO is. Um, uh, it's really, it's, yeah, you have to be very organized. <laughs> you have to be a very organized. And I would say my, my team is quite my nature right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't, uh, accepting, uh, accept, accept validation. Um, I'm not really working on the recurring process. I'm just validating some things. So um, we, uh, what we did is we did several uh, meetings with my team, with each of them. I have a plan going on 2021, but it was before my <laughs> my pregnancy, and uh, we just updated it. And all the recurring process, so the, the the life of the company are in their ends, and I've already trained them for that. And all the other things, so the exceptional, I'm trying all I can to um, to anticipate it. And mm. uh, and uh, Jeanne, my CEO, will uh, will help me on that. And actually, I shouldn't say that, but I will be available for my team. So, <laughs> but you also have kind of timed it well because you're leaving in August, and everybody knows that in in Europe yeah. in Europe in <laughs> August nothing happens anyway. So yes, but you know, maternity leave is four year <laughs> for four months long. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> And the, also the trade-off is that September is usually very busy. So, uh, you know, anyway. Yes. Um, all right. We've got 10 minutes left. 
nine minutes left. Um, so please get in your final questions. I have one more to read, um, but if there's anything else you would really like to hear from Elodie about, please do ask them, ask your questions now. Um, all right, this is another one that we might need to interpret a little bit. Uh, it's from Shaib. Um, strategic decisions need to be assisted by the CFO. How much do you think is necessary? I guess how much how much does this should how much should the CFO uh, be involved in company strategy? Um, I think a lot. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot, but once more, it really depends how how you you um, how you how you you are situated uh, from your from your your ceo mm -hmm. um how if you're a real partner etc i think actually the cfo point of view is really important from an analytical point of view and uh, to be able to challenge what people say with figures uh, but also when i say figures it's not only about the kpi etc but about about your readings about um i don't know the different research you've been you've been doing on a particular a particular subject but for that you need to, to to take a step back and um, and to have an overview, uh, a full vision of the company to be able to um, to, to to really respond and uh, challenge a strategic, a strategic point of view. But I think um, when you, you you have access to this level, actually the, the CFO is just it's just the right end of the CEO. So mm. it's uh, for me it's necessary that um, that it's involved in all the big decision of the company of course not something that is uh, totally related to product <laughs> of course well actually no because cfo must know the products must mm. know the products it's really important we're not only here to talk about figures and processes but also to uh, to know about the products um so i i'd say yes 100 <laughs> percent the whole way yeah the whole way <laughs> If there was one part of your day-to-day -day that you could outsource completely, what would it be? Uh, I know I, 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 don't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't say that, but, um, but I think the cash and working capital management, definitely. I, and the, uh, I don't know why, but the wire transfer validation, <laughs> I don't like it. I really don't like it. I don't know why, because it doesn't take so much time. You mean it's a, it's a, bad, it's a bad UX or... Um, no, no, no. I just don't like clicking on it. And <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's maybe the, the comparison because, you know, it's it's um, a task that seems silly, you know, because you, you just say, yes, right. submit. But actually, you, you, uh, it's a cash of the company. So you have to be very careful as well to, to have the right, uh, you know, the right read, the right credential, etc. So I don't like it. But um, <laughs> but actually, it's 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 really important. It's really important. So you have to do it uh, or not. You you can uh, you can give them to. Actually, I'm giving it to my uh, my accounting team. So <laughs> you cannot do that if you want. But the validation, actually, you have to do that. So mm. I, I must live with it. <laughs> and what's the best advice you've ever received? Um, actually, it's a family motto. It's let them say no. Um, yes, I like it. I love it so much. And it's, it's the best advice ever. And it's applicable in every situation. Uh, for example, for 360 Learning, when I, I told you that they had for more than five years of experience and I had only three at this time, well, I tried. And because of that motto, because, of, you know, let them say no. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's applicable in every, everything in life everything in life and uh, as a cfo for example i ask for help for i don't know um uh for for, for banks or administration or etc you just have to try you just have to try and at least they will say no and if they say no it's okay at least we've tried and uh here in france there's also a concept that you have to try three times you have to ask three times for everything that you want when you're when you're dealing with administration <laughs> that's true <laughs> three times yeah four or five yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay last question for you um and i think it's a nice one to finish on why did you join cfo connect <laughs> it's so sad 
<laughs> it's so sad because I felt so alone at the beginning <laughs> of my career as CFO. I felt so alone. Uh, I had, um, you know, you have so many things you struggle with um, and uh, you, you, don't, you, you don't know people who are CFOs. You, you don't mm. obviously know people who are CFOs. So I was so glad to find teammates, you know, who have the same troubles, the same issues they struggle with and they can exchange with them because that's why i was uh, I'm, I'm very involved in spendesk here and spendesk and i've already tried and i've already made an intervention for fundraising etc because i um now i have uh, more than six years in in um experience in cfo so i i hope my my experience can help others uh, and uh, they, they won't find themselves in the position I was like six years ago when I felt so alone. So um, that's why. <laughs> we just published, as I said earlier, we posted today a, a new episode of the podcast, and it's with um, Eunice from The Family, the CFO of The Family. And mm -hmm. he said exactly the same thing. Um, <laughs> but he said, you both um, lonely in the sense that you don't always know other CFOs, but it can also be a bit lonely within the company. Because, yes, yeah. that's true. Do you that's find that? That's so true. Yes, that's so true. And, you know, the, the, you know people have just a, a vision of the CFO. It's like she has the money, but we don't know what she's doing about it and uh, with it. And uh, she's the one saying no. Yeah. You know, and you are the only one who who, who is an expert in um, in your area. So uh, yes, I think that there's a misunderstanding between the people because they don't understand what you're doing. But that's why actually the role uh, of communication and education of the CFO mm -hmm. is so important. But uh, yes, at the beginning, it's it's quite hard within the company as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that very positive note. Uh, we're going to finish the, the webinar here. Of course, the answer to that is to get to know other people in the CFO Connect community even better that you do, than you do already. Um, so, uh, you know, we certainly look forward to, to seeing more conversation from everybody in the Slack group and uh, encourage, if you are feeling lonely uh, in the role, encourage you to, to reach out to people. We, have, we even have member matchmaking, which I'm sure some people will have tried, where we help you find other people in similar positions so you can get to know actual other CFOs. With that, I want to thank you very much for your time, Elodie. Uh, You're welcome. It was really a pleasure. Thank you for having me. CFO Year is brought to you by CFO Connect the fastest growing global community for finance leaders. Join us for webinars and workshops, get our expert resources, and be a part of an exclusive Slack group just for CFOs. Join the community and exchange ideas with CFOs from the most exciting companies in the world. Just visit cfoconnect.eu.